Everybody, you're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude, and today's episode is a supporter pick. The movie is Pitch Black, the 2000 year 2000 Pitch Black, starring Vin Diesel, and it is a sci-fi action horror movie. Um, if you've never seen it, um, I I think it's a pretty good movie. In my opinion, um, I thought it was good when I first seen it way back in the day, like when it first came out and uh, rewatching it in 2020, um, I, I still think it holds up pretty good. I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, but I just want to say thank you to Ryan Wells for picking this movie. He has been a supporter for a little while, and uh, I just want to say thank you for your support, Ryan. I really appreciate it. And... Um, when I messaged him, I asked him to, you know, pick a movie that you want me to talk about since you're a supporter, and I will talk about the movie. He suggested Pitch Black, so here we are. I'm going to be talking about the movie Pitch Black. I'm going to do uh, a play-by-play of it and just, you know, just talk about the movie in general. So um, here we go. Captain's Sensation, the Chronicles of Riddick. You're not afraid of the dark, are you? It's the ultimate guide to Riddick's universe. Pitch Black. Own the special edition DVD. Out now. So, like I said, Pitch Black was uh, Vin, one of Vin Diesel's big movies, you know, sort of like a breakout movie for him. Um, obviously he was known for, uh, Fast and the Furious, which, um, actually came out a year after, after this movie. So really Pitch Black was sort of his, his big movie, in my opinion, um, that, you know, was kind of like a, a breakout movie for him. I mean, he was in, uh, Saving Private Ryan, um, before this movie, but, uh, you know, I really thought think that he got some traction with this film and uh really kind of uh catapulted him into the um Arnold Schwarzenegger like um you know blockbuster tough guy and uh you know he was uh 
one of those types of guys. Like everyone thought he was a badass and, uh, you know, he can still kick some ass and, uh, <laughs> I'm just, uh, uh, you know, assuming, but, uh, yeah. Um, you know, he, uh, hasn't really done a whole lot lately besides, uh, more of the Fast and the Furious series movies. Uh, and then he plays Groot in, uh, the Avengers series in, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I mean, you know, he, he's still doing some shit and, uh, you know, I take that back because, uh, he's in that newer movie called Bloodshot. So he's still, <laughs> he's still a rev relevant dude and, uh, he's still kicking some ass. So, uh, yeah, it's really fun to, uh, revisit this movie because, uh, Vin Diesel has, uh, still made himself, uh, you know, relevant in today's Hollywood standards, but, uh, yeah, this movie was directed by David uh, Toy. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced his name. T W O H Y. I'm just gonna say Toy. Um, he directed all three of the uh, Riddick movies. This one being the f the first entry, Pitch Black. Then it was The Chronicles of Riddick, and then Riddick, which I will admit I have not seen Riddick yet, but. Uh, I definitely will one of these days. Then I want to say there was like an animated um, series, uh, like a movie or something like that. I, I don't remember watching it, but I remember that, that being something. I think it was around the time that uh, Chronicles of Riddick came out, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, yeah, this also stars Rada Mitchell. She plays Carolyn Fry and... Uh, you might notice her in um, Silent Hill. She plays Rose in the movie. And uh, she was also in The Crazies, Phone Booth. You guys remember Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell? That was, uh, I thought it was pretty pretty good. Um, yeah, she's been, in, she's been in a lot of movies. Uh, Rogue, which is a uh, alligator crocodile movie. Um, yeah, she's, she's pretty cool. Um, Cole Hauser, he plays the, the cop in this movie, William Johns, and he's been in, he's been in quite a few stuff, um, like The Cave, um, Good Will Hunting, Dazed and Confused, uh, Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, you know, shit like that. <laughs> we got Keith David. And uh, I'm sure you all know who Keith David is. He plays Imam in this movie. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, gotta love Keith David, man. He's got that... He's one of those voice actors that is, you know... He's got a distinct voice. And, uh, you know, like a, like a Morgan Freeman or, you know, James Earl Jones. You know, he just has that re uh, recognizable voice. And... Um, you know, he he played in the original, or I shouldn't say the original, but John Carpenter's The Thing, They Live, um, Platoon, Coraline, you know, did voice acting in that one. Um, just tons of movies. He's been in like over 170 movies. And uh, he's this incredible actor. Rihanna Griffith plays Jack 
in this film and uh she hasn't really been in a lot of movies um well, i guess she did voice acting for the chronicles of riddick dark fury so that was the the name of of that one and uh yeah she she did a pretty good pretty good job in this movie um let's see who else we got here yeah that's as far as like the bigger names in this movie the visual effects were done by patrick tatopopoulos or something <laughs> something like that i'm not even gonna try to try to uh figure out his fucking name but uh he's done quite a few movies that that uh pretty good i'll name uh godzilla the uh 1998 godzilla which i mean it's probably not the greatest movie but uh you know there's that um underworld spawn which i really enjoyed spawn and underworld for that matter uh he also did visual effects on the ruins and uh both silent hill movies and uh you know quite a few the cave cursed with uh christina ricci um and then uh the newest entry riddick so um you know i'll say the visual effects nowadays are a little cheesy as far as far as like the cgi goes but uh i i just had to look past it and you know just thinking at the time year 2000 cgi wasn't the greatest back then so um with what they did have i thought you know it's it's a pretty good movie in my opinion and uh you know at the time this movie came out i just thought this movie was badass uh you know, I I was a big Vin Diesel fan after this film. You know, I, I, I just thought he was a badass. And, uh, you know, I I did like Chronicles of Riddick. But um, it really does venture off of the horror aspect. And I think that's one of the things that kind of drew me away from, from the series. Um, you know, it just kind of turned into like this sci-fi action type movie and uh you know i don't know what would have been the right way to go um but i you know i just think pitch black was is was is a perfect movie in the sense of a sci-fi horror film and uh they can still be enjoyed today i i feel like when i was watching the movie recently or uh earlier um I thought of what if this movie was made in 2020? I feel like with the CGI today, I think this movie would have been 10 times better done with the graphics today. And uh I'm not saying they should remake it, but you know, if there was like a a time travel moment where you know, pitch black was done now I feel like this movie just would have been so much better and uh and really grasp onto the horror sense and you know being really uh I guess I would say like you know like scared of the creatures you know I you know give them a more of a realistic approach um you know and I know they try to do that but you know with you know like I said this the, the time that this movie is made it's just, you know, the graphics really 
took a lot of the aspects of horror um, in a way. You know, I know like younger viewers, you know, like like myself at the time when I first saw this, you know, I thought, you know, I mean, it, I probably thought it was scary a little bit, you know, kind of give you like the the alien type feel, but maybe not, you know, not as scary. And, uh, you know, on that light, I'll mention like the the creatures, they do look like um, the xenomorph aliens, except they can fly. And they have like a hammerhead shark like head, so uh, you know it's a little different than the xenomorphs, but um, you know they 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 didn't look too bad. I, I thought they were they were cool for for what it is. So I want to mention Pitch Black was released on VHS and DVD on October tenth of the year two thousand. It was re-released on DVD in 2004 as the Chronicles of Riddick Pitch Black kind of double combo uh, release. And then it was released on HD DVD on July 11th of 2006 and on Blu-ray on March 31st of 2009. And uh, the disc contains the theatrical edition and the unrated director's cut edition containing two more minutes of extra material. Um, I I just ended up watching the uh, standard theatrical edition. So um, and I don't even know if I've seen the director's cut. I'm not I'm not quite sure. So it'd be interesting to see what the two minutes longer version is. Um, and here, here's the one thing that I thought was interesting was there was initially a laser disc release supposed to be planned for this, but then it got canceled in the mid. Uh, 2001 due to uh waning support of that format so it was pretty much dying and it was at the the very end of its life cycle but that would have been really interesting to see a laser disc disc version of this um i don't know i don't know if i would ever own it but um i don't know i just thought that was really interesting you know, just to think of, there could have been a laser disc version of this. So, like I said earlier, this movie um, was released February 18th of the year 2000, and uh, the budget was 23 million, and uh, it was a success at the box office. It raked in 53.2 million worldwide. Um, that's you know, that's a profit in my eyes. So. Uh, the movie did very well, and you know, uh, yeah, it's a very well uh, made movie for for its time. So yeah, I'm gonna pretty much dive into the movie, and uh, you know, hopefully I don't leave out anything. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm gonna, but here it goes. So it starts off with Riddick giving a little background story of uh some of the people that are on the ship and they're all in like a uh, cryostasis so they're like on you know they're on a spaceship transporting passengers and they're in some kind of cryostasis and uh among on the ship is a uh, a muslim preacher who goes by the title of imam and uh you know played by keith david 
and accompanied by three young sons traveling to New Mecca and uh, a teenager named Jack and a pair of prospectors, Shaza and Zeke, and a merchant named Paris and a law enforcement officer, William Johns, who was escorting the notorious criminal Richard B. Riddick, who is played by Vin Diesel. Uh, Riddick has surgically modified his eyes that allow him to see in the dark, but are highly sensitive to light. So that plays uh, an important part of this movie (laughs) for obvious reasons. But, you know, those eyes were so cool back when I was a kid. And, you know, I even wanted to have eyes like that. I mean, who didn't, like, you know, just look cool. And just the idea of uh, being able to see in the dark without like night vision goggles and stuff like that just you know that just sounds cool right um but these micro meteoroids from a comet rupture the ship's hull and it kills the captain by sending the ship off course and so you know like the rocks or the meteors or whatever you want to call them they they uh just penetrate the ship and just happens to uh to hit the captain of the ship and uh you know he is dead from all the multiple impacts of these meteors um and so when the ship's falling apart the docking pilot carolyn fry attempts to dump the passenger section to reduce the weight but the co-pilot owens is preventing her from doing that but uh it's just going so fast they're entering in the planet's atmosphere and at rapid speed they try to control as they have to let some of the cargo go. And in the process, a couple of the shipmates awaken from their pods. And then we kind of get like this early 2000s action CGI sequence of the ship going down into the atmosphere at rapid speed as they're about to crash. The uh, co-pilot Owens is fatally killed during the crash. Um, He kind of gets impaled by... just some scrap on the ship and uh they they say well let's take it out of him but it's you know too close to his heart or you know main vitals so uh you know he he doesn't make it and then the the group explores the surroundings and uh and some of the the crew members just kind of praise uh carolyn for saving their life because without her they would have died and uh, they talk about what they should do with Riddick the cops suggest that they just leave him because he's that dangerous they examine the ship and there's like a little comedy relief happens where they open up one of the mummies coffins and see all the booze uh, the cop starts drinking out of it and uh, the, the merchant says that he will need receipts for it, and the cop says, or he doesn't say anything. But then uh, Imam says, uh, if there's deserts, Imam says all deserts have water. And then uh, it cuts back to Riddick. You see the scene where he dislocates his shoulders to set him free, and he escapes. They gather up weapons and supplies from the ship as they captain explains that it's that's ridiculously dangerous out there because Riddick's out there and uh 
or not the captain, the cop says that. And they do mention that it is hard to breathe on this planet. Even though there is still air in the atmosphere, it's just, you know, the levels of oxygen are not as high as, uh, you know, like Earth would be. And uh, so, you know, they're exploring around. They notice that there's three suns surrounding the planet. And uh, it's, it's, you know, keeping very bright daylight happen on the planet and on the journey um they to find like food and water um they they see like some trees in the distance so they go towards like what they think is trees and and uh you know like imam says where there's trees there's water so they they go there they get closer to find the tree-like things have branched off of um, bones of some type of animal or creature and in the background you can just see a graveyard of nothing but bones and skeletons of these different types of creatures so they're walking through there and the cops is kind of on edge he's looking all around trying to see if he can find riddick and uh and whatnot and he doesn't find him but the camera pans to a certain angle of one of the skeletons and riddick is just chilling out there and uh you know just doesn't want to get caught right so they end up uh finding like uh, a colony that has been abandoned but there are things there that are ran on solar light and they find the drop ship there and uh places where they can get water and whatnot but you know they need uh the solar power um to to get those to generate and you know produce water or pump the water or whatever back at the crash site uh the merchant which i call him like the rich weasel <laughs> uh thought he hears riddick so he goes down to the other two that are welding jack and uh i don't know it doesn't matter it was one of the uh the mercenary chicks um and he asked them if they hear heard any noise they said no and then as they're conversing they do hear a noise and so uh jack kind of looks in the crack and he sees um uh what he thinks is riddick so he's kind of like miming the words towards him like it's riddick you know without saying it and so uh the the other chick has a has one of those weapons and he's ready to or she's ready to attack whoever it is and all of a sudden it ends up being another survivor from the crash ship and he's all beaten up and he says that he thought he was the only one survived and uh, all of a sudden Zeke shoots him Zeke thinks that it's Riddick and uh this this uh this guy is is now dead you know he thought it was Riddick but then the camera zooms to uh the merchant guy's uh little stakeout where he was trying to keep an eye and you know he's got like this umbrella up and a chair and just kind of like he's relaxing on the beach so to speak kind of like a watchtower type thing and Riddick's just chilling there and he's enjoying himself and he's drinking some booze it was kind of a funny moment there then Zeke goes to dig um some some more holes for the bodies and he finds some type of tunnel 
So he goes in there and he's brutally attacked and he is shooting the air and whatnot towards the creature. We don't see the creature quite yet. Quite yet. And uh, the creature is attacking him and what is left is a bloodbath. And so the girl uh, goes over to see if he's okay and uh, pulls up the tarp and there's nothing there but just nothing but blood around the entrance. And she looks up and uh she sees Riddick standing there. She thinks that he did something, so he he starts running. The cop is in the distance, and he trips Riddick, and they all start beating him up and the cop takes his glasses off, so he couldn't see very well and uh the chick says, "You know what'd you do with Zeke kicks him and sort of knocks him out. They take him back to the ship, the crash site ship." And uh, bound him up so he can't escape. And the, the captain starts questioning him for answers. Riddick tells the captain that it's not him that they need to worry about. And that there's something in the tunnels. So the captain goes to find Zeke. And she's got a, like, a harness with like a paracord type thing attached to her. And uh, Imam is holding it. So you know, if something were to happen, he can just pull her. She gets deeper into the tunnel system and she sees Zeke's severed leg. And uh, then all of a sudden we see this alien-like creature. And uh, so she decides to try to escape. There's like multiple kind of like ant tunnel type looking things. And she tries to crawl up to the top. And she's stuck with that cord, you know, because they're holding on to her. And she's trying to scream for them to, you know, help her and whatnot and luckily jack hears her and uh so they run over there they break a, a hole into the mud hole type ground area they they get her out of there and she says that there's something trying to get her and they got zeke and and that they're trying to get her and as she says they're trying to get her the cord jolts her back so she goes back into the mud rock area and then they pull her back out of there and cut the cord the alien like creatures start running towards that that cut cord in the tunnel area so we see a little scene of that then it comes back to riddick as they tell him that there was something in the tunnels and uh the cop makes a deal with riddick that if he lets them go, that, that they have to, uh, that Riddick has to help them. So Riddick agrees to it, but in the process, he kind of disarms the cop with the gun, has the gun pointing at him, and the cop's like, "Well, do we have a deal?" And then uh, he he complies to it. Um. So they he agrees that they go to the colony area and they try to get the solar power stuff running. And, uh, you know, they get the water to work. And the captain says that they need five more cells to power the dropship. So they all celebrate with, like, uh, some alcohol. Almost looked like lemonade or something like that. But I'm sh pretty sure it was alcohol. Um, and E-Bomb uh, uh, asks where Ali was. And then you hear Ali scream. And they run to the coring room where he was screaming at. And there's all these like bat-like uh, 
creatures that are swarming him and have you know attacked him pretty much killing him and basically ali was left with like just flesh and bones on the ground it's it's some pretty decent special effects it's that was more of the practical effects side and uh you know we just see what's left of him the bat-like creatures fly back into some type of tunnel that was in the coring room so they're back into their tunnel system and uh, the cop throws a flare down there into the tunnel we see nothing but human bones at the bottom and uh so riddick talks to the captain and tells her the cop isn't what he seems and that she's not aware that um that riddick is worth more alive than dead so that's why they haven't killed him but the captain catches the cop injecting morphine into his eyes and confronts him if uh, he really is who he says he is. And uh, and then that's when the cop explains his first run-in with Riddick. That Riddick tried to kill him with a shiv and ended up missing the vital uh, organ. And a piece of the shard had broken off inside him. And it messes with uh, like the nerve endings in his body. So that's why he injects his eyes with morphine and it's to kill the pain. They all get set to drive on their solarized vehicle across the desert. Then they are alerted when uh, the one of the other planets is lining up with the sun. And it's causing some type of like eclipse or nighttime or something, you know, towards making everything dark. So the light starts to disappear and the creatures are starting to come out of their tunnels and uh one of the guys suggests that they run towards the ship to get out of harm's way uh one of the ladies and riddick are the, one of the last ones left to make it to the ship they dive out of the way and these bat-like things kind of fly past them while everyone else is on the ship and everyone on the ship is kind of telling like no not yet don't go yet and uh the lady just, she couldn't wait. So, you know, she got up, starts running towards the ship, and all of a sudden those creatures devour her. They're cutting her up, disemboweling her, and uh, kind of decapitates her torso. So she's just cut in half. She's gone. And uh, Riddick kind of waits until it's clear, and then he heads towards the ship. The creatures make their way to the ship, and they're eating on some of the other... Uh, survivors that were left on there and uh riddick riddick's kind of watching the background as he's eating and he can see you know we get some really cool visuals of him looking without his goggles to see what riddick sees and uh and so riddick kind of runs towards the other uh you know the group and uh they shine the light towards riddick and it blinds him and he gets out of the way and the creature behind Riddick uh, does not like the light either. And so he kind of gets out of the way. But the cop shoots him, shoots you know, shoots a couple shots and actually hits him and, and kills the creature. So when they get up closer to the creature, um, they have the light shining on him. It actually starts to burn the creature. So that's when they realize that uh, they don't like the light. So they all kind of have like a little powwow and they converse on their next plan. 
and they come up with a plan to get the remaining five cells that are uh, needed to, uh, uh, you know, get the uh, dropship up and running so they can evacuate the planet and just get the fuck out of there, right? Um, the captain suggests that Riddick will lead them back to the, the ship because um, he can see in the dark, obviously. So, uh, you know, he is the perfect dude to lead them. They also get the remaining light uh, sources from the, the ship and they have some torches and they use um, some of the merch's uh, booze as like Molotov cocktail lamp type things, you know, so they could, they could fend off the creatures since they don't like the light. So they're, they're on their way to the drop ship. The creatures are surrounding them, but they're not getting close because they have the lights and they're heading towards the ship. And, uh, Jack drops one of the flares and it kind of rolls away from the group. Uh, he goes towards the, the flare and everyone's kind of like, no, you know, like get back here type stuff, you know, and, uh, kind of causes the group to, to be in some kind of panic. And so Imam goes to get him and, uh, they're okay. But the, uh, the rich weasel merchant guy freaks out and he starts crawling away from everybody and he ends up breaking the power source of the tube lights that they have and all of a sudden it goes dark the uh, creatures devour him or he gets stabbed and uh he kind of has his little last testament saying like that he's supposed to die in france he takes a swig of his alcohol and spits it into the air or into the lighter flame and kind of makes like this big you know fireball type scene and as as the light from the fireball shines uh you see all the creatures swarming him and uh they they devour him the remaining survivors um they they try to keep the lights going by uh with like the molotov uh lights and uh and so they they try to carry on um a couple of them notice that they have been circling their own tracks and so they kind of asked Riddick what was going on, and he he says that uh, that uh, he was trying to buy some time to think because up ahead is like death row, and uh, it's really dangerous, and uh, especially with uh, the girl bleeding because now they know the blood of of them that they they can sense that uh, you know that they're nearby even. Uh, you know, even with, I don't know. So, you know, it's just, so they're still being tracked. Um, they look at the captain and, you know, it's not her. And Riddick kind of says, well, her. And so this is where we find out that Jack is not a boy. He's actually a girl. And uh, so they argue whether if they should go back to the crash ship or not. And uh, they ended up agreeing on. Uh, just carrying on and going to the dropship. Then uh, the uh, the cop and Riddick have a confrontation. They start getting into a fight. Riddick cuts the cop in the back, leaves him uh, you know a long gash. 
and then a creature comes up and just bites the cop's fucking head. It's kind of a cool CGI scene. And uh, then Riddick says it's time to move. The creatures are attacking each other, eating each other. Uh, I'm guessing because uh, you know they're anxious to get to them. They're just kind of starting to attack each other. And so uh, we see kind of this action escape sequence of them trying to like run through the boneyard and the creatures are trying to attack them and uh one of them bites one of the son's legs one of ebom's son's legs and uh you know he's not dead but uh he's badly injured and they're trying to carry on all of a sudden <laughs> rain starts occurring and riddick kind of laughs and he he says uh well where's your god now and uh he, he kills one of the things with a shiv, and you see, like, some guts spill out of the creature. That's pretty cool. And and then, uh, and while, so while it's raining, um, some of the, the lanterns are starting to go out because, you know, fire needs uh, oxygen, and the rain's just, you know, you know how it works. Like, water and fire do not mix, so... <laughs> Um, so one of uh, Imam's sons gets taken up by the creature, and he is long gone. So the remaining people that are alive, they run to the cave, and uh, Riddick puts a boulder in front of them and uh, and locks them in there. And uh, uh, Riddick goes on by himself with the powers uh, cells. He makes his way towards the evacuation uh, dropship with the cells. The and then it pans back to the survivors. Uh, the lanterns start to burn out, and Riddick has already made his way to the ship, so he could just leave whenever he wants. Um, but then it pans back to uh, when the lights go out. They find these glowworms that appear in the rocks, so they start putting the glowworms into the bottles. So they have uh, lanterns. And so Riddick gets to the ship and turns back on uh, the power. He plans to escape, but then he sees the captain show up. So he opens up the back door of the ship and, uh, you know, says that, uh, you know, I admire that in a woman that uh, you're a survivor, you know. And, uh, the captain tries to uh, convince him to go with to get the the last two, and he's kind of like, you know, like fuck them, like let's get the hell out of here. And she kind of breaks down, and she says that she would die for them. And he kind of has like a, you know, like really you would type moment. So you know he decides to go with her to get him because you know it's her life in jeopardy, not his. So. Um, he thinks is interesting, so he goes back with them. They get, they get them uh, to safety, like heading back towards the ship. They have a couple run-ins with the creatures, and then all of a sudden, Riddick is face to face with one of them, and he's kind of moving his head along with the creature's head, so where the creature can't see him because he, the creature's peripheral vision is uh, is out of sight. So, you know, I thought that was really smart of him to figure that out. So it's working, but then all of a sudden another creature comes on the other side. So Riddick is in the middle of 
to these creatures and then they finally see him it pans back to the captain of the ship hears riddick yell so she goes back for him and he's all cut up pretty badly and he's injured and she says you know remember i would die for you guys and uh so she helps him up they try to head back towards the the ship they're stopped in their tracks she is actually attacked actually attacked by the creature and she gets um drug away up in the air with one of the creatures she's gone and riddick kind of says well not for me you know you, you shouldn't have died for me you know because he's the murder con guy that uh you know he's a bad dude he doesn't deserve to live pretty much you know um so he makes his way back to the ship and uh you know it sounds like they're all getting ready to uh get the hell out of there riddick powers on the ship but then he turns everything off and uh emom and jack are j like kind of like you know what the hell are you doing and he says that uh we can't leave without saying goodbye so uh when all the creatures are surrounding the ship he turns the power back on and the the rockets from the ship blast and incinerates dozens of them as they take off and so they finally escape the planet the kid asks riddick if they are to run into different like merch merch ships or you know like uh ships to you know back to safety or whatever he asks them what they're going to do about riddick and riddick replies to tell them that riddick is dead he died somewhere on that planet back there and so they venture off into the galaxy the camera pans out past the the meteor belt area field whatever you can call it and you see like the stars and other planets and that's pretty much the end so it's it's a good sci-fi horror movie that uh i would say is in the reigns of like like an alien movie you know it's i would kind of put it in the category of like aliens predator uh you know those type of space um you know otherworldly uh creatures trying to attack people and you know in, in the sense of like you know like alien and predator type stuff so um you know and i'm a fan of those type of movies so i thought this this was a great movie and it's unique it had uh you know differences as far as you know obviously different than like alien predator so uh, i i really enjoyed that aspect um well i hope you guys enjoyed me rambling on about pitch black and uh let me know what you guys think of this movie is this a, a pretty good movie does it still hold up nowadays or am i holding this up higher than what it needs to be uh, let me know in the comments of uh, my social media when i post this or email me at rudehorror at gmail.com and uh yeah guys i hope you enjoyed this thank you again ryan for picking this movie it uh for me was fun to rewatch, and uh I know that you enjoy this movie as well. Um, I think <laughs> back in the day, I can't remember if we went and seen this in theaters or not. I think we went and seen Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, your brother and I and you, uh, Ryan, <laughs> went and seen the, uh, Chronicles of Riddick in theaters, I want to say. And uh, it's good times, man. I miss uh, hanging out with you guys. Um, but 
you know, life goes on and we venture off uh, doing other things, taking care of our own families now. And uh, But hope all is well, man. And uh, thanks again for picking this movie. Just want to say um, check out Wake Brewing. They are a brewery in Rock Island, Illinois. They are the go-to bar of the Quad Cities for craft beer. And uh, check them out on social media, at Wake Brewing, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. want to thank uh, Midwest Monster Fest for continuing to uh, put on their shows. Uh, next year will be their next show, early September. And uh, it'll be a great time. So check out midwest monster fest on social media and uh check out their website at uh, www.midwestmonsterfest.com also encourage you guys to check out paul bear press they're an awesome horror themed clothing line that uh they produce a lot of t-shirts long sleeves uh, hats they are very awesome and I encourage you guys to check out their merchandise if you're looking for some new horror merch. Check them out at www.paulbearpress.com. And that about wraps it up for me. Just want to thank Evil Dead for letting me use some of his beats on my show. And uh, the next episode is going to be a guest episode. I'll be talking to Elsie Holt and Damian Maffei as they talk about their newest film that you can uh, contribute on Indiegogo's campaign. The movie Time's Up is their newest project. So I get to talk to two slashers for the, prices, for the price of one. Elsie um, Holt is known for uh, the lamp mask guy in the home invasion movie You're Next. In Damien Maffei uh, as his portrayal as one of the strangers in uh, the Strangers Pray at Night movie, as well as he played the devil in the newest uh, Beck and Woods movie, Haunt, which I encourage you guys to check out. Awesome movies, and uh, I'm I'm stoked to have them on the show next week. It should be fun. So that should be the next episode coming up. Uh, stay tuned for that one. And uh, that's about it. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Root Horror Podcast. Um, on Twitter is Root Horror Pod. Or, like I said, you can email me at rootehorror at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Stay safe, wear a mask, stay six feet apart from each other, watch horror movies, and stay tuned for the next one. Listening to the Root Horror Podcast. If you like this content and would like to hear future episodes, please follow or subscribe. If you dare. <laughs>